Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while 2023, you guys, and I'm winging it. Hi, it's Jackie Cation. Welcome to the Dork Forest. That's the website, the Dork Forest, if you like a determiner. Dorkforest.com also works. JackieCation.com has all of my stand-up information. Like, it has videos, it has pictures, it has links to this podcast and to my other podcast with Lori Kilmartin. It has a merch store that has Dork Forest t-shirts. It has all of my stand-up merch and all of my CDs and DVDs. So, that's what you know about websites. There's an opportunity because uh, we're in the new year here that you can donate to the Dork Forest. I don't have a Patreon. I don't have uh, anything really set up, though I understand you can set up on PayPal a monthly if you wanted to. Uh, you could donate and uh, be of uh, to support the show. This is the 17th season, the 17th year I've been putting this stuff out. It's free, but if you have money and would like to throw me some money, boy, howdy. Uh, uh, there's a PayPal. The, uh, there is at my webs at my email address, actually, Jackie at JackieCation.com, which you can also email me and tell me how much you're enjoying the show. You can also do Venmo if you'd like, which is just Jackie Cation, no hyphen, all one word, picture of this, this person, me. And then um, I think that's it. I think I have Zell, but it's too complicated. Other than that, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady, still in, fixing the audio all these years later. Give it up to Patrick Brady. That's what a lot of your donations support, by the way, because I like to uh, share the wealth. And then um, Bill Mose, he does the websites. And Mike Rickberg wrote and sang that song composed and sang that song with his wife now, Sarah. And uh, at the end, he sings uh, the Mexican hat dance, which is always fun. Anyway, I'm sure there's more to it. There's a band camp that has a bunch. It has like a, a, a stand-up storytelling album that was never released. It's uh, There's also a, a bunch of live episodes that many of them are free. There were 200 episodes that were not pre-recorded, and I sort of culled through those, and I pulled like 17 of the best ones. There's an album collection of that, 17 Hours of Dork Forest. If you run through all of the episodes, go to bandcamp.com, Dork Forest, or Google those words and you'll find it. Anyway, there's probably more. I can't remember any of it, but you're doing great. Feel free to enjoy the show. Hey, Jackie Cation, I whisper at you, Rangers of the Dork Forest. I don't know why. I'm in my garage and I'm here with uh, Gerard Peters, who also has other names and his own podcast. Gerard Peters, by the way, his podcast is called Fuck, Mary Kill Me Pod. And yeah, it's going to be wherever you find podcasts. F-M-K-M-E-F-P-O-D. So F-M-K-Me-Pod on Instagram. And uh, Gerard Peters, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited right. to talk about this. I know it. Well, it's it's time it's it's your time to shine, my friend. It's your time to dork out as you wish about something that I know a little bit about, but not a lot about. So Howard the Duck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Howard the Duck. Uh I have a tattoo on my forearm of Howard the Duck. Oh my god, you actually wow you do. Yeah. Yeah, he's got he's got an attitude that duck, but you know he's the only he's a duck in a man's world. So what are you gonna yeah. do? In a world he never created. <laughs> I I I yeah I fell in love with Howard the Duck. Uh, on The Bachelor. No, I fell in love with Howard the Duck. Uh, <laughs> about ten years ago, when it was me and my uncle Tom and my brother were sitting around discussing uh, the best Marvel characters. Okay. And my uncle's like, well, Galactus is the best because he's all powerful and he's so strong. My brother probably says something to the tune of like, uh, well, you know, Spider-Man is probably the biggest, the, the most well-known. And in the moment, I thought it would be very funny to say Howard the Duck. Okay. Uh, and it got a big laugh. And, sure. you know, I, uh, I need that. I love that, that you don't actually <laughs> remember what anybody else said. <laughs> You're no, like, not at all. No. Going for it, the it was laugh. a defining moment in my life, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it, it was it uh it changed a lot of things for me. Um, but yeah, they laughed. I was like, oh, that's funny. Um, and then I was like, well, I gotta learn as much as possible about Howard the Duck now. <laughs> this 
that's absurd, but I love it. I love that you're yeah. like, I'm I'm going to commit to this joke, and I'm going to say, yes, Howard the Duck is the great. Okay, so Howard the Duck, I know, comes from a parallel universe or a, in the multiverse mm-hmm. where where the sentient main character being are ducks. Yes. So he didn't he didn't make the wor- that world either. God no. did. The Jesus. No. <laughs> the Jesus duck. Duck did. Jesus. Duck, duck Jesus. Jesus. Oh, where is that comic book? Yes. Uh, it's coming. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Neil Gaiman is writing, I think. I think it's going to be pretty good. Oh no, I'm writing it right now. Uh, I have to go. <laughs> okay. So, uh <laughs> Okay, so yeah, so tell people, I mean, people might have seen Howard the Duck in some of the movies, but Okay. And so I let's, let's start at the beginning. Yeah. Please Let's do. start all the way at the beginning. So, yes. Howard the Duck was summoned from Duck World by a character called Throg the Netherspawn, uh, and dropped in the Florida Everglades. Yes. Oh my God! This was Howard the Duck's first appearance. Was uh, oh man, I can't remember the title, but he's basically summoned from Duck World and dropped in the Florida Everglades. My Throg. Um, if you could just tell people who Throg is real quick, because Throg is hilarious. Uh, I actually don't frog. know that much Thor about frog. Throg. Thor, Thor Frog. Oh, it's Thor in a, Frog. It's in a, that's all you need to know. You don't. I don't <laughs> need to know Thor Frog's background. We're getting Howard the Duck's background. Yeah, but I don't know much about that, Throg to be honest. Well, I can't believe. Well, he's in, he's also in the Pet Avengers, but uh, but the thing is, is uh, so Throg brought Howard the Duck. Yes. Summoned him from Duck World, dropped him in the Florida Everglades, and Howard the Duck ran into Man-Thing. Okay. And that was like Howard the Duck's first adventure. Because, you know, the fear, it's Man-Thing has a fear thing, right? It's a you yes. can't be afraid. Yes. Um, okay. Um, so they pal- wow. Man-Thing and Howard the Duck pal around uh, for like an issue or two. Okay. And then... Uh, Howard the Duck gets killed. Basically, he gets killed off for the sake of the story. Wow. Um, and the fans go insane. There's like, they start writing letters to the Marvel offices. Um, there's uh, like kind of a legendary tale of a San Diego Comic Con where someone stands up and is like, when are you going to bring back Howard the Duck? And they got a standing ovation. Because people immediately, immediately like, kind of fell in love with this cantankerous duck. Right. Um, How could you not? It essentially, it was, it's Cerebus, but in the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe. And um, Cerebus? Is that right? Is it? That's the aardvark, right? Who's all grumpy in a different comic book. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, wait. So, Steve, I, I just looked it up because I thought it was a guy named Howard Chaikin. Is, am I wrong? The creator uh, of well, the initial right. I I think it might have been Shaken was the initial writer of the comic that Howard the Duck appeared in. But Steve Gerber is kind of known as the Godfather, who created of, Howard the who Duck. created Howard the Duck and kind okay. of fleshed him out. Okay. Um, he's gone on record as saying the the big joke of Howard the Duck is that there is no joke. Um, right. It's kind of an existentialist masterpiece. It is genuinely, I remember because my introduction to comic books, I mean, I read Spider-Man in junior high, right? Mm-hmm. And, and I read the team ups and then it was, then it was over Then it was over. I was like, comic books, I'm done. And then uh, I met one Andy Ashcraft who, uh, to whom I am now married. And in 2003, he would hand me, com- he's like, you might, you might like these. And then yeah. he just tried to get me in. And so. Eventually, Howard the Duck, like the first one was Alan Moore, top 10. And then mm-hmm. it was Neil Gaiman, Lucifer. Wait, it wasn't. It was uh, it was whoever wrote Lucifer. Not Brubaker. Um, Ennis? Uh, it, no. wasn't, it wasn't Ennis. It was he write everything he writes. I, I enjoy. But whoever uh, he also wrote, like he, he, he did high. Okay, now someone's yelling at their phone, going, "Jackie, I can't believe you forgot!" But because uh, he's a delight. <laughs> uh, but uh, Lucifer comic, uh, gonna look it up real fast. We have time, uh, right? It was uh, DC Comics. It was talk amongst yourself. There's only one of you. It was it was Mike Carey, uh, Neil Neil Gaiman created Lucifer in the Sandman in books, mm-hmm. but yes. Mike Carey did the 
did the separate. And I was introduced to the Lucifer books before I read the Sandman books because there were less of them. And Andy was like, I don't want to overwhelm. Yeah, you got to you got to piecemeal it in. Right. It's it's the potato dish of um, trying to get people to eat okra, whatever it is. But uh, but yes. So I, I read some. I think it was Howard Jacob had written Howard the not Howard Duck. Uh, it was Jacob. I don't know who it was. But so Steve Gerber created him in this Steve man. Steve Gerber thing. kind of was like the overarching, you know, I guess he's like the Sugar Hill gang of Howard the Duck, I guess is what you would say. Hilarious. <laughs> like, I weirdly you know. get that musical reference. Good for me. <laughs> um, but yeah, he kind of, you know, introduced like Turnip Man and Dr. Bong and the Beverly Switzler character uh, who wow. is like his main companion uh, to put it in do Doctor you think Who Steve terms. Gerger, uh, do you think Steve Gerber smoked some marijuana? Do you think he enjoyed the Mary Jane? Oh, for sure. I mean, there's also yeah. like a lot of urban legends about him and Stan Lee like hating each other's guts, like f- fighting each other. I bet Stan, Stan Lee seems like a real I'm going to have a scotch on the rocks kind of guy instead of yeah. a, a stony Magoo. So, mm. yeah. So, yeah, you know, and. Howard the Duck, basically, like my favorite of the, I believe it's issue two of How, Howard, the original run of Howard the Duck, where Howard's, Howard resides in Cleveland, much like he does in the movie. But I'll cover like the similarities and differences between the comic and the movie in a minute. But he, he uh, in his second appearance, he falls through the cosmos and lands in Cleveland, in Earth 616's Cleveland, canonically. Okay. All right. Um, so he kind of lives in Cleveland and he's, you know, he's he's much more depressed than he is. Like he's got moments of sadness in the movie, but he's a very depressed duck because uh, and my main thesis about Howard the Duck is um, he has the best joke in all of Marvel comic books, which is that oh. no one can hang with the fact that he is a duck. Like, right. Every character that meets him is just like. Well, ah, like loses their mind at a talking duck, which means there is no Daffy Duck in the Marvel Universe. There is no Donald Duck in the Marvel Universe. There is no previous reference of a talking duck where anybody would be like, oh, OK, this is cool. Right. But, right. But there are other animals. But for some reason, they keep losing their mind that a duck is one of them. Yeah, they lose their minds. It's hilarious because like <laughs> if you play it out. Like, you know, Dr. Strange, who takes acid like it's his job and like looks into the universe mm-hmm. is like, like he like loses it every time. He's like, you're a talking duck. <sighs> and it kind of adds to this ennui that Howard the Duck has <laughs> so much so <laughs> that so much so that in the second, I believe it's the second issue. It might be the third. Um, he goes up to fight the cosmic accountant pro Rata. Um but he's going up to a castle top to kill himself okay. because he just doesn't want to exist in the world anymore. Right. And, then, and why can't he get back home? Um. Well, I mean, he just lives in Cleveland. There's not a lot of opportunities. <laughs> yeah. Once you come to Cleveland, it's just, it is hard to get out of Cleveland. Um, there, there, there's been, um, there's been, they, they never discuss of why him he sending doesn't... him home. Okay. Um, but it's kind of, it's very rare. Like, nor there's like a recurring character who like once a once a week canonically tries to like use magic to send Howard back to Duck World and okay, uh, but it's always like you know th- they bring in some other entity and then Howard the Duck's like whack and we've got to fight him, <laughs> um, and then they come what back are, next week and they try again. <laughs> what are Howard the Duck's uh, qualities? Like, is he a superhero in his own world? He well, he has a few no. He's not a superhero in his own world. He's literally he's, just a duck in a suit. Yeah, he's just a he's just kind of a dude. Um, his parents are named uh, what? What do I have here? I know it's like uh, I think it's uh, Daniel and Dottie is what his parents' names are. Okay, he's just kind of a dude. He's just kind of a dude on Duck World. Um, there's a there's a there's a reality flip at one point where uh, Howard is a human, and everybody else is like animals. And everyone's like, you're a human. So like the joke even works in <laughs> 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 the opposite. Like, so it's something right. in the fabric of the Marvel u- reality. Yeah. 
that that he's just such a unique that nobody can wrap their mind around Howard is the yeah. real issue. That's the yeah. real issue. Yeah. I think it's a great representation of just depression. <laughs> um and I th- that's what I think it it might be. You remember is it Crum who writes the indie comics? The guy the Cleveland the K- Cleveland comic book writer I did an episode with Andy Kindler, and that's all he reads is depressing, sad sack indie comics of uh, by and this guy was his was his favorite uh, comic book writer. Uh, so um, and he's super sad sack and Harvey Picar. That was it. Harvey Picar. Oh, yeah, I've read Harvey Picar. Yeah, that is that is a bummer. Yeah, that guy's a bummer, and uh, and I think that Howard the Duck is the Marvel Universe's answer to Harvey Picar. A hundred percent. Well, there, no? I, 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 no, I agree. I, I think okay. honestly, in my eyes, and this might be a pretty bold claim, but with no Howard the Duck, there is like there is no Sandman, there is no Watchmen, like because Howard the when, Duck is the first. What year Golden was Golden Age comic book? Uh, 1975 was the original run, but he appeared before that. Oh, he did. That was, that was his first solo run. 1975 is the first Gerber run. Okay. So who, Um, so who, so when was, when was the man thing episode? When was the Throg? um, I want to say that's like 19, like 1973 or 1974. I mostly focus my attention on the Gerber run. Sure. Uh, like that's where I've probably done most of my independent research on this thing that I could have a thesis <laughs> in if I went to college. Right, right. If you wanted it to be um, something, it's a uh, unusual features. I just need when he was introduced. Uh, Marvel Wiki fandom, um, occupation, education, base of operations, Sharon King's building in Brooklyn. That's interesting. Um, oh, so that's that, uh, you're thinking. I think that's the Zadarsky run. In modern times, he moves to New York. October and he's a of private 19- detective. Okay, October of 1973 looks like his name was revealed, and September of 1973, he was in something called Fear Number 19, which sounds like a Man Thing title. That's the Man Thing. Okay, so 1973, he's invented. And when was the movie? Was it the late the 70s? The movie was 1986. 86. You know, I've never yeah. seen the movie. I actually just rewatched it two nights ago specifically for this. Now, as a diehard comic <laughs> fan, um, I actually don't really like the movie. It's very similar to like, um, like, uh, like, are you familiar with the wanted comic book and the wanted movie? No, no, I uh, okay. I can do hundred bullets. No, well, I can't do I, yeah or or preacher. Well, well, preacher is like a pretty comics accurate uh, representation from what I've seen. But like, there there's definitely like they kind of pick and choose a lot of the things from Howard the Duck and right. put it in the movie. <clears throat> um, the one of the main writers whose name is escaping me right now of the movie said something along the th- lines of like he's a duck from outer space. It's okay. not an existentialist experience. It's supposed to be fun, oh, even though wow. he's not from outer space. He's from a parallel universe, but whatever. Right, right. Um, that is weird. It makes me. Mad. I'm gonna get mad if I start talking too much about it. Uh, it makes because, me furious because you didn't right because you did you are a purist and truly enjoy the comic book. I do. I and like, you know, it is funny to make fun of Howard the Duck, right? Also, Howard the Duck, first Marvel character ever to be uh, theatrically released in color. Uh, The only thing that came out before it in theaters was the 1944 Captain America. Okay. Uh, All right. And that was a serial. That wasn't even just a. It's actually the first feature length Marvel film of all time. So you're welcome, Favreau. Okay. Wait. I thought it was. I thought there was a, a terrible Doctor Strange movie that was on TV. There is, but they were that was a TV movie. Ah, there Same you go. Same thing with the Captain America movie from the 1970s is a TV movie. Howard okay, the Duck so is the first Marvel theatrical, theatrical release. Theatrical release. There we go. Okay. Yeah. So, um, huh. All right. So, so he's, 
So there's, are you currently reading Howard the Duck? I read a lot of the Zadarsky run. I keep a complete collection pretty close to me at all times. Sometimes I hand them out like a Jehovah's Witness with a tract. If somebody's like, Howard the oh. Duck, what a joke. I'm like, here you go. Right. This, so my what's, child. Right. So you're, uh, so you have the, uh, so, so you have trades that you keep to hand out. I have the same thing. I have um, a couple that I, uh, Bitch Planet by Kelly Sue DeConnick. I'll hand nice. that one out. Uh, uh, Red, White, and Black, the uh, um, the the Black Captain America. Mm-hmm. I'll hand that one out. That one's pretty great. Um, so what what's the tr- what's your trade that you hand out when people are like, I don't know, Howard the Duck? I mean, I I like to just give them the entire Gerber run, the like the essential collection, which is oh, like wow. I want to say it, one through thirty. Is it one of those thick ones that's in black yeah. and white? Yeah. That those I think are hard to those are hard to you know if you're going to be pushing comic books on oh, people. Oh no, like I, I get I get the ones from you know I'm I'm uh, I get the ones from like Barnes and Nobles that are all in a collection. I it's impossible to find basically a Howard the Duck number one, and they're like one of the more valuable comics because in the initial run they had no faith in Howard, uh, no. so they only no, printed the minimum. Well, I mean, because yeah. they're wrong. No. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's they, um. Yeah, yeah, they did the minimum. They printed 275,000 copies, um, and they were all sold out basically the same day. There's uh, a story of a guy who goes to each newsstand and buys the bulk, ended up with like 900 copies of edition one. Oh, my God. Uh, wow. Yeah. And so, is still living off of that or possibly? Uh, probably. <laughs> I mean, possibly. I mean, it, it, because they printed so few and it's, you know, of a highly shit upon character, but very well known. It's still got a lot of its value. Yeah, I don't understand why it's so, I mean, I forget. I think the producer of the Howard, the duck movie was the guy who produced. Yeah. No. Uh, Gloria Katz. That's not who I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm thinking it was of Lucas. the, was it, uh, George Lucas was the main executive producer. Okay. Cause I have director William Huck. H-U-Y-C-K, so hoik. Mm-hmm. Um, it it cost $36 million to make. It made $38 million. Yep. That's not Successful. bad. That's $2 million. Yeah. That's a $2 million exactly. profit. Exactly. Um, but there was a... Um, uh, there was a very... So George Lucas was the executive producer. There was one of the producers was... Um, was a guy named um who was who was the Pat Oswalt used to do a bit about the producer of of uh, of the Godfather and I thought that he had something to do with Howard the Duck. I have just weeded off into a very weird episode. This makes sense though because it's an episode about Howard the Duck, you guys. It's going to be a weird one. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I uh the let's hear it for the boy. That's that's a song from Footloose. Uh, that's not what I'm thinking of. Uh, it's uh, the producer of The Godfather. Maybe is what I, I mean. I'm sure somebody else is also yelling at their phone right now. Nope, not Albert Ruddy. That's not who I'm thinking about. Um, let's see. I mean, what's crazy about the movie is it also like. It's the first movie to use wires and edit those wires out. So once again, there is no Matrix movies without Howard the Duck. Okay. Yeah. Because was it live action? It was. Yeah. It wasn't supposed to be. It was supposed to be animated. Right. But George Lucas, George Lucas had a contract and he had to make a live action film. So the studio was like, make it live action. And then he spent $2 million on a duck costume. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, here's the crazy thing about George Lucas is has he ever gone back and um, made Howard the Duck shoot first? Has he done anything? Has he gone back and retconned well, it at all? No, because I don't think his ex-wife took Howard the Duck in the divorce, which was the main reason he did those in the 1990s. Oh, really? Is that why he, he redid the, the Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh, if that's... you if you change enough stuff, it counts as a new release. 
And oh. then she didn't get any of the royalties off of it. You would think, as a bit of a Star Wars nerd, that I would have known that. And yet I did I did not know that. I have always joked that I wish he would uh, go back and fix American graffiti. Uh, but uh, which usually offends everyone who loves American graffiti with the power of the sun. <laughs> and well, if I'm not mistaken, I think one of the writers from American graffiti is also one of the writers of Howard the Duck. Let me let me just check my references. Let me check my sources here. Okay. But I know that like some of the creative team behind American Graffiti is also behind Howard the Duck. Every time I see Howard the Duck in a comic book, he's got a new girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I also play something called Marvel Puzzle Quest, and there's a storyline in one of the one of the fights in Marvel Puzzle Quest where Spider-Man asks him for help because. Um, and it's a weird story, but you might enjoy this story because it has Howard the Duck in it. Mm-hmm. And Howard the Duck seems to have some sort of martial arts skills. Quack Fu, this... yeah. Is it Quack Fu? Yes, Quack it's called? Fu. He's a master of Quack Fu. Okay, well then, then he does have some superpowers. <laughs> yes, he's a he's a master of Quack Fu. Um, he learned this on Duck World, predating his appearance in an, on Earth Six One Six. Okay, but yeah, he's a master of Quack Fu. It's it, but like. Quack Fu is kind of like karate. Like, it's a martial art, technically. Right. But it doesn't do him a whole lot of good since all of his opponents are at least got like at least three feet on him and a lot more range. Right. Right. He's got to get in close. He's got to get in real close because he doesn't have reach. He has duck reach. Yes. Um, What about. And he wears a fedora. I always think of him as more of a kind of a Batman character where he's he's a he's smart. Like he's an investigator, well, isn't he? He's or? very smart. He's very. He's got a lot of time to think, right? He's spent. He's like. He's a very lonesome character, kind of by nature, since okay. no one can really hang with him. So he ends up kind of like striking out on his own in, in most endeavors. Uh, there are some pretty like pretty great team ups he's done, like in the uh, in the Amalcom comics where they crossed over Marvel and DC. Okay. Um, he became uh, Lobo the Duck. Which is oh. the DC character Lobo, which is very much like a Deadpool character, I okay. guess. Sure. Um, yeah, I don't know uh, Lobo. Yeah. Yeah, he's a uh, he's he's kind of he's very '90s Lobo. Uh, Lobo is like kind of if you drew like a like a '90s character from memory. He's got like big spiky hair and tribal tattoos, and he says things like "Yeah, I'll get you, dude," or whatever you know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and they decided Howard Someone the Duck has was to the one. say that. Someone yeah. has to say that. Somebody has to say it. Oh, by the way, uh, I am talking with uh, Gerard Peters, whose screen name says Dean. Uh, but yeah. other than that, it's Gerard Peters. He has a podcast called Fuck Mary Kill Me Pod. And you can go, you can follow them uh, with, with your co host. Her name is Kayla Rosenberg. Yes. Is that right? Kayla Rosenberg, okay. a it good is- friend of mine. FMK me pod on Instagram. It'll be in the notes and uh, your Instagram individually is GDP as in Gerard Dean Peters, I assume comedy. Yes. Um, it's GDP comedy on Instagram and Gerard Peters talking to me, talking to me about Howard the duck. You guys, uh, by the way, we're going to take a little break here. There might be an ad. Look forward to it. And then tell me if it was something that what if it was exciting for you did you like it did it happen we don't know all right uh talk to me gerard <laughs> peters about more howard okay. the duck so now i want to kind of i want to i want to transition more into what everybody knows which is the movie okay um i have some some thoughts about that a well okay quickly i just want to talk about how howard the duck ran for president in 1976 oh did and he got the mo- yeah, and got the most write-in votes uh, up until, uh, what's his name, ran uh, Ron Johnson. Who's that guy that everybody liked in, like, 2012? Ross Perot? No. Okay. I, Ron, he was, like, it might have he was been like a Ron weirdo libertarian. Everybody liked him. But I don't care about him. I care about Howard the Duck running for president <laughs> in 1976. Um, but, uh, so, in the movie, there are, like... One of the main things that people first off the duck costume two million dollars that is okay. that two million dollars for dollars. the costumes two million dollars for the costume what made it two million dollars the animatronics okay 
because uh, the the duck mouth they tried to get the duck mouth to move in they originally mic'd up the actor yeah and they were going to use that but they ended up having to do ADR after the fact because it just like they couldn't get good audio from inside the suit okay two million dollars they couldn't put a microphone <laughs> inside the suit I guess additional dialogue recording ADR yes uh, yeah okay <laughs> so um, so. Uh, I guess let's just talk about the fact that the first uh, is your is this a clean podcast? I don't want to. No, I, don't I wanna, just talked okay. about Mary fuck kill you. Anyway. Okay, cool. I just wanted to make sure. Uh, okay, but yeah. First off, as opposed to being summoned by uh, Throg the Nether Spawn. Okay. Uh, he gets teleported because of a big laser the president from Ferris Bueller shoots at him. Oh, okay. So yeah, arbitrary. Okay. Arbitrary. Um, also, right before he's about to jack off, he's like, he's like, "What a long day! I'm about to jack off," and then he gets shot by a laser all the way to Earth. Weird. This is yeah. a George Lucas film. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, the 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 tones of Howard the Duck the movie are so confused. Yeah. Right. Because it's like they a, a huge amount of the fan base is adults. Yeah. Um, As well, it ought to be. As well it ought to be, but it's also a talking duck movie produced by George Lucas, right? So, so we got to do stuff for the kids. You would think that, I mean, that once George Lucas and a duck are involved, people are going to think it's going to be okay for kids. And then weird yeah. jerking off duck is going to be involved. Weird. Yeah. Play okay. duck, jerking off duck, duck, weird animatronic duck titties. <laughs> duck tits, <sighs> duck boobs. Yeah, there's duck tits. There's duck boobs. Within the first like three minutes, there's duck boobs. Wow. Yeah. Are ducks uh, mammals? I don't think ducks are mammals. They're avians, aren't they? They, they lay eggs. They definitely don't. Yeah, they don't have. Um, they don't have boobs. Mammary glands, I, I believe, in yeah, nature. But they also like evolved to have hands and fingers. Okay. And they don't, okay. They don't really talk about. They don't really talk about. And what's weird is they could have, right? Because they're like, they're, they showed duck boobs. There's masturbation yeah. illusions. Like. Uh, how do the ducks from Duck World fuck? I digress. Um, yes. I'm <laughs> surprised they didn't talk about it. I am. They just didn't spend a lot of time on Duck World. If they're if, well, they set it up for a sequel, but it never happened. Obviously. Uh, right. Right. But I'm still holding out hope. I mean, the MCU is running out of properties, so they're going to have to eventually. Yeah, they might. They, they, they've introduced him into the plot into the MCU. Yeah. So he's in it, but in, in the, in the George Lucas, Howard, the duck. So he gets brought to earth via laser beam. Mm -hmm. The spectroscope, I believe is what it's called. And what to what end? Um, well, they're trying to, there's no spoiler the alerts. This is a thousand years old. This movie, <laughs> this movie so came out okay. in 1986. Yes. Um, and if I, I honestly hope someone's like, I was just about to watch it. <laughs> I was just I about might, to watch Howard the Duck. I, I might be just about to watch it just because I can't believe don't. I've never just seen trust it. Trust me, don't. Don't. It it's could bad. Be something. It's very bad. I mean, one of, like I said, one of the screenwriters was the same, was half of the screenwriting team from American Graffiti, Indiana Jones, and the Temple of Doom, and Howard the Duck. That's Gloria Katz. Okay. Um, she wrote Temple of Doom. Yeah, Temple of Doom. Wow. Okay, so there's trouble there. Um, there is trouble there. Um. Okay. So, are there good scenes in Coward the Duck? Are there scenes that you enjoyed that they kind of almost got it or got it? Well, I think because you just rewatched it, right? Yeah. There's definitely yeah. There's definitely I and I watched it honestly for the first time, not stoned to the point of. Like not being able to comprehend things. Like the last time I watched it, I I was so stoned that I was like, I wasn't even able to, even able to follow it. Okay. Um, and I've quit smoking weed now, so I rewatched it to see made an like, effort. Yeah, I made an effort, right? To gave it a shot. Um, and there's actually like there's a decent amount of things that are similar to the original comic book. Um, mostly that when people run into Howard the Duck, they can't fathom the fact that he's a duck. Okay. Um, like on so the that bus, gag, and that gag makes it's it still there. Still made it number one yep. gag in Marvel Comics, the best. <laughs> um, 
better than Deadpool. I'll say it. I don't care. Come after me. Um, right, right. You love it. Funniest thing. Funniest thing in the world. Um, so that happens. Quack Fu is in it. Okay. Um, the fact that he wears pants where uh, so many other uh, anthropomorphized ducks don't is like. Is that addressed? That is addressed. At one point, the cops the cops are like, take this little person out of a costume. And they disrobe him. And he's like, where are my pants? I need my pants. Okay. Um, so that happens. Yep. Sure. <laughs> um, Why wouldn't it? I guess, like, here's the thing. If you take the Howard the Duck movie and cut it in half, like chop it up, and you okay. make like an aver- like a R-rated version and a version for like Cartoon Network Afternoon. Separately, two very good movies. Okay. I I honestly think like the there's some very dark things like Leah Thompson's character. Um, pardon me for uh, it's a little bit of a trigger warning, but a lot of a lot of the male characters are. Uh, very horrible? aggressive with her horrible okay. yeah like very horrible <laughs> like, and like like sexual assault horrible yeah like okay. multiple times multiple characters are like come here beverly like it, it okay. happens four or five different times within the film with four or five different characters doing this holy to shit okay um and it's not it's you know howard stops it and it's not it's not like right, right. a monster situation but like they but it keeps happening. But it keeps happening. It, it keeps kind of. It's. It shows that Cleveland's a piece of shit place. And <laughs> Are Howard you from the Duck Cleveland? is a good guy. No, I'm from Alabama, which also sucks. Uh, I shouldn't throw <laughs> stones, to be honest. Well, it. I mean, it's hard. I've been to Cleveland and I've enjoyed parts of it. Parts of a. But then parts of everywhere. I can find a Norman Rockwell tour of mm. any place in the world. I've been to good parts of Alabama. What Birmingham. parts of Alabama have you been to? Oh, Birmingham is great. Yeah, that was, the, that was the good place I went to. Yeah, yeah. I'm not from there. Uh, oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm from the peanut capital of the world, Dothan, Alabama. Dothan. Well, Dothan. do you enjoy a peanut? I do. I enjoy a boiled peanut, which is a delicacy where I'm from. So they, uh, we will get back to Howard. How do, how do you make a boiled? Can you make a boiled peanut when you buy peanuts? You can, but unfortunately on this coast, it's very hard to find raw peanuts almost all peanuts are roasted because they don't travel well when they're raw so what you're doing is you're taking a peanut in the shell that's raw Mm -hmm. and boiling it yeah like hard boiling it and And then you boil it with like salt yeah and then what happens you open it up and you crack them open you eat the legume excellent well it's delicious i have to try it's delicious all right they're incredible Okay. Uh, big shout uh, out to the Peanut Festival. If you're ever in <laughs> Dothan, Alabama, leave immediately. But if you are there <laughs> in early November or late October, go to the Peanut Festival. Chase get some peanuts pig. on the on, on on the way out of town. Just go get yeah. yourself some some soft some soft peanuts and then run. Um, yeah. <laughs> so that I I love the idea that there's two movies in Howard the Duck. There's this weird 100%. Howard the Duck is the support of some woman who keeps getting sexually assaulted. And then yes. what's and then what's the And then there's like wacky him spinning on a ceiling fan, kicking all the patrons, you know. Okay, him, so him uh, fighting like doing kind of wacky antics, big uh like Pee-wee's big adventure kind of style sort of like antics that he keeps getting into, but it's kind of just intersected with like someone being like, I got to do blow all night and blow up this club. And then like, it's, it's, it's very, the tone of it is like, it's almost scene to scene where you're like, Oh, this is not a scene for the kids. Yes. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, Yeah. That is fascinating. You're just like, well, so, and is it an hour and a half? Is it a 90-minute movie, do you it's think? It's a 104-minute movie, yeah. Wow. So, if they cut it in half, it conceivably could be two TV shows. 100%. It, wow. So, what is the what what is the takeaway message of his heroism in, like, does he get the girl in the end of the adult version? Well, there's, okay, that's actually one of the scenes that, is very criticized, rightfully so. Okay. But there is a scene between Leah Thompson's character, Beverly Switzler, and Howard, 
where Howard is like, let me get in bed with you, doll face. And Howard the Duck, the animatronic doll. Uh, I keep doing finger guns. I can't stop myself. Um, <laughs> well, we are talking about Howard the Duck. Okay zing, zing, it. zing. Yeah, he's wacky. Uh, uh, but he he like he gets in bed with her, and then Leah Thompson's character kind of calls his bluff, and it's just like, yeah, I'll, let's do it. Let's okay. let's let's make love right now. And Howard the Duck is like, uh, no, I can't do it. Um, and then the physical gag is his head feathers become erect to show okay. that he has a boner, I guess. Sure. Um, and that particular action cost the studio $350,000 <laughs> and well, took two I, months to make. I will say this about George Lucas. That guy will invent a suit. He will invent a, he's a more, he's an FX guy, right? Which is why yeah. American Graffiti makes me laugh. Because it doesn't have any effects in it. It's just uh, old yeah. trucks from the 50s. So um, <laughs> essentially, it's this was my high school. And I always wanted to get with Cindy Williams. And it didn't happen. So it's a bummer. And I wanted to meet Wolfman Jack. And I I missed it, man. And uh, so I'm going to make this, you know, Bob's drive-in, Bob's big boy drive-in movie. And um, with Richard Dreyfus, And so... Then he made Star Wars, and now he has the, the light show. Like, the guy can trip the light fantastic. He can make, he creates suits that he puts little people in. He has suits that he just is like, I'm going to spend 300 grand to figure out how we can make his, give him a mohawk. And that's just weird that that's, that that's going to yeah. be his legacy, really. Yeah, six different actors, six different little person actors played Howard the Duck in the movie. Because it was suffocating? Why? Yes, because they couldn't... Ki well, they wanted to have a child actor in the suit for some reason. They talked about this often. So they tried to have it where there was a child actor during the day and then a little person actor at night so they could do the night shoots, basically. Right. Um, but, you know, something about torturing a child in a duck suit didn't fly well. <laughs> right. There, so. were, there, was, there weren't enough parents who were willing to, to play that card. And yeah. uh, when you think about the hour that is ducks jerking off and looking at boobs, uh, yeah, I don't, want a, I don't want a child in a duck suit. Yeah, I don't want that. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I want, want that to be an to be adult human who happens to be very short. That's what I want. Yes. Uh, yes. So <laughs> that uh, I want an adult man to be in that suit if it's going to be inappropriate. Uh, what what do you think was the was the takeaway plot for each of these movies, though? Like if it like were the an overarching adult... moral, the like the, the end of yeah. South Park episode wrap up kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. What was the wrap up on the adult side? What was the wrap up on the kid side? If if there, I mean, if, if think, such a thing could be found, I think if it's the adult side, the moral is like kind of a very um, uh, like a very like you know, be it's a Frankenstein kind of situation where they're like, be careful what you use. Science has its limits. Don't play God, or else you'll bring down a horny duck from outer space. Right, and then you'll have to deal with um, that. That is kind of the overarching adult theme, I would say. And then I would say, like, the overarching... Yeah. And then the overarching, I guess, children theme, I, I guess would be, like, you know, be friendly, like, have be a friend, you know? Like, if you need oh, okay. help, ask for it. You know what I mean? Because, like, Howard Does the Duck for a lot yeah. of the movie is like, I don't need anybody. Right. Very Deadpool. And yes. then at the end of the movie, does he end up having friends in the, in the kid him kind and of Beverly version? Beverly are friends, at least. And okay. also the Tim Robbins character. or Him and the Tim Robbins scientist, future Academy Award winner, Tim Robbins. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad he... Future Academy Award winner, uh, Neam Leeson, was in one of the worst movies I've ever seen 26 times, called High Spirits. Uh, I used to drink a lot. So, uh, but the, uh, um, but the weird thing is, so does he, it now spoiler alert, you guys, Howard, the duck, 1986, does he get in, in this movie? Does he get to go back to his home planet? 
No, the big climactic battle ends in him destroying the device that would allow him to go back. Okay, because he has so, to destroy it to save the world or to save Beverly? Yes. yes. Okay. He, uh, there are big, uh, what are they called? Like dark, I believe I believe the characters are called Dark Overlords of the Universe. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> which sounds like uh, maybe it could go other way. It might be a good guy, might be a bad guy. Dark Overlord of the Universe. Um, but yeah, they like they has he has to destroy the device that sends him back. Could possibly send him back to Duck World to stop the Dark Overlords of the Universe. And I'm okay. just now realizing that I've been talking about the Howard the Duck for like over a decade. And yeah, yeah, mm. you have. What? So, but here's how would you have fixed that movie? Well, if because I, sometimes, uh, yeah, you're given plot, right? You're given characters, and you're given situations, and you could have. I mean, it sounds like splitting it into two movies could have definitely helped. I think that's step one. I think step two is like, if am I gonna re? Am I gonna make it in 1986 or am I gonna make it today? Well, it would be, I guess is my it, question. It would be today. It'd be today because now you have the technology to stick a, a very a small person in a suit. Okay, so I think what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do. He wouldn't even um, need to be in the suit. It, that, no, not that's at all. the kind of tech. He'd just have dots all over him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it could be his um, own voice. Yeah, you get. You get Peter Dinklage to do Howard the Duck. That's step it one. It could be Willow. There's And, and there's plenty of other, because um, uh, the guy who played Willow, like there's plenty of people. <laughs> well, it's like, I, it's, I, listen, yeah. I think Warwick Davis would be a fantastic Howard the Duck. Don't get me wrong. But I think Peter Dinklage is my Howard the Duck because he plays depressed so well in Game of Thrones. Like he kind oh. of has like, a, he can definitely play a sort of very low, like beaten down character. Um, okay. It's the Safdie brothers direct it. Um, it's a collaboration between A twenty four and the Marvel the Marvel Studios. Okay. So and it uh, it all takes place um it all takes place in one night. Okay. Um, it's Howard the Duck getting progressively more and more drunk, and like fighting his villains even though he doesn't want to. And none of the fights are like highly choreographed. They're not like John Wick style. Okay. They're like kind of like they're these big villains just kicking the shit out of a duck. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very hard to watch. Like it's like you're like, oh man, like please stop. I think um, you just turned this into leaving Las Vegas. A hundred percent. Yeah, it's leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> it's it's leaving Las Vegas. That's 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 what that's what you make. And then at the very end, he's about to kill himself, and then Spider-Man shows up. End of movie. End of movie, because Spider-Man is his friend. Uh, in, in the Marvel Puzzle Quest, Spider-Man asks Howard the Duck to help him because aunt, his Aunt May is dating Octavius uh, Doc, Doc Ock. And Doc Ock, he's, yeah. he And Spider-Man thinks that um, Aunt May has been kidnapped by Doc Ock, and Howard the Duck is like, well, did your spider sense go off? And he's like... I just need to check out Aunt May. Come with me. And uh, his spider sense did not go off. And uh, and Aunt May is like, you're a menace. Jonah J. Jameson is right, Spider-Man. You have ruined this date. I didn't even think it was a date. And Doc Ock is like, this is a date. And uh, so uh, it's a lot of that. I mean, Spider-Man is the one that stops Howard the Duck from killing himself on that, ca- on that aforementioned castle. Spider-Man swings in and is just like, uh, web it or whatever his catchphrase is. Not my Marvel guy, not my character. Um, right. He says webby web or whatever he does. Right, and right. He's quippy. He's a quippy guy. He's a he's quippy, a quippy guy. guy. He cheers up Howard. Is Howard ever, mm-hmm. in, in, in your favorite arcs of, of Howard the Duck, is he ever cheerful? Is he ever, is he ever, is there a bright shining moment when the meds are kicking in? I mean, he's never, unfortunately, he's not very well medicated. There are these moments kind of after the grand adventure where him and Beverly are kind of like walking away from Dr. Bong's island or whatever. And, you know, he's like, well, you know, let's go have a cigar and a drink and we'll try it again tomorrow. You know, 
<laughs> he's it's, willing to he's willing to give it one more day. <laughs> yeah, he's 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 like today's not the day that I kill myself. So today's so there so there is that and yeah. um what so now let's talk about the do, are you aware of the appearances of Doc of uh, Howard the Duck in the MCU in the thirty odd movies and TV shows? Yes, I am. I would say that this is actually a much more comics accurate Howard the Duck in their short portrayals. He's not sort of like a quippy prop, you know. Okay. He's, I mean, he's definitely a prop within within the within the context of the movies, but he is like you know he's drinking a martini. He's voiced by a an obviously disillusioned Seth Green. Oh, is it Seth Green? It is. Yeah, Seth Green does the voice for him in Guardians okay. and in Marvel's What If as well. Okay, I did not know that that was Seth Green. Mm-hmm. That's good casting. That is actually it good, is good casting. casting. And so I think he was in one of the stingers with the collector. Is that yes. was okay? And then and then he, and that was and then he's in the episode of the Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then he was and in. And he's what also if. canonically, yeah, he's also canonically in the battle at, at Endgame. In Endgame, he's on the does screen for about a half a second. Yes, he, he does. comes out of one of the circles. Yes, he does. Well, that that is, you know, what I do enjoy about the MCU is literally how much fun they're having. Like you oh, can they're tell, a blast. they're having the time of their lives, and they're like, "Oh, you didn't like that one? Yeah, that happens with the comic books too. Yeah." I hope you like the next one. And uh, I know it, yeah. it, it cost a hundred million dollars. Yeah. We're, it turns out we're printing money over here. So it can't possibly matter. <laughs> and uh, so uh, I did say that I did. Um, had one friend who told, who told me one of the things they didn't like about the new Ant-Man movie was that's not how quantum physics works. And I was like, wow, that's, that's uh that's a, that's a shaky, that's a shaky pillar to stand on my friend. Um, because quantum phil- physics, uh, this is something I've just learned. I'm just going to let you in on it. Uh, quantum physics, the quantum realm, uh, is the smallest version of something, right? So in the quantum realm, you have the tiniest version of this pen. So if Ant-Man goes to the quantum realm, he can't get any bigger. He can't get any mm. smaller. He's the tiniest version of Ant-Man that he can be. And so... If he were to get bigger, he would no longer be in the quantum realm. He would be well, in a different realm. I'm going to go right back to AMC and demand my $25 back. <laughs> I think I, I saw it this. for seven. Uh, so, but what I do love about uh, about all the movies is how much fun that they were having. Do you think that George Lucas and group had a good time making that movie? Well... I honestly don't. I think so. I'd I'd hope so, right? I'd right, hope they right. had fun, since they bastardized the source material in a right, way so- that undoes years of hard work on Steve Gerber's part. So your favorite thing about Howard the Duck is his depression, not how he handles it, not how. I would say, yeah, a little bit. It's not just that. I, I like that. You know, with Donald Duck or Daffy Duck, um, and just generally anthropomorphized animals, just kind of overarching, they're not really allowed to have feelings on a spectrum. Like Daffy Duck's always kind of pissed off, so is Donald Duck. Mm-hmm. You know, like what right. if ducks inst- seem to be angry? This seems to yeah, be a they theme seem to be ducks. very angry, right? Um, okay, and Howard the Duck gets angry for sure. Right. Uh, yeah, I would say it's just like in a time when in a time when comic book characters weren't really allowed to be uh pun intended three dimensional. Um, right. Like <laughs> he he kind of he was able to kind of break that mold, right? And finally at a time when, you know, people had been reading comic books since they were children in the early night, like late 1950s, early 1960s. 
these people were aging up and learning things about themselves in their early 20s or mid 20s or early 30s or whatever. And they mm-hmm. wanted something that maybe reflected not so much of a childlike innocence. You know what I mean? Somebody that has feelings and isn't uh, doesn't see the world in a black and white like most comic book superheroes do. Okay, so it is more complex and it has a it feels it feels like it has a lot of potential, I think, the Howard the Duck character. A hundred percent. But he will never be I honestly don't think they'll ever touch it again. The movie. The uh, the character in a in a full feature length. I mean, look, is it is it my dream to write a Howard the Duck movie? One hundred percent. Okay. Do I do I think that will ever happen? No. Well, uh, because he uh, he could easily be in team up kind of things, like he could show up in went you know Captain uh-huh. America and Winter Soldier. Yes, that would be uh, that would be actually hilarious if he did yeah. such a thing. Yeah, and um, the and I know that I have I have read different Howard the Duck iterations, like different uh, comic book arcs, and uh, some of them I think would make really good movies, you know, like where he is a detective, where he is, um, the, uh, where, where he has sort of, uh, uh, girlfriend problems or, you know, where he, where he shows up to help Iron Man and Iron Man is like, I feel like I'm still drinking. I don't know why there's a duck here. And, uh, (laughs) so, but it's, it would be, did you ever see, okay, I have uh, Googled a thing called uh, the 10 greatest comic storylines of Howard the Duck. Mm. So the thief of bag mom, that's a, where he's in Baghdad. What's happening? Yeah. Well, this is uh this is yet another dark side of Howard the Duck. Um, there is a lot of, let's call them insensitive characters. Oh, oh, it's uh, racially insensitive. I would say it's a little racially insensitive. There's a uh, lot of yeah. the, a lot of, uh, a lot of the, you know, is 1973s. Right. Where, where people were, first of all, dumber and, um, and not, and living in their own fishbowls. And so the, mm-hmm. the generalizations for, for women and for people of color and for gays was huge. It was just like, oh, there's another, Here's another joke about a guy being picking up the soap and uh, it's bad enough trying to listen to my albums from the nineties, much less mm. somebody, you know, stand up comedy from the seventies or reading a book written in the seventies. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, here's something crazy. Me and my uh, wonderful fiance were on an improv t- team together years ago. Okay. Okay. And when, we watched a clip, like a video of one of our first improv sets. Right. From like 2015, 2014, maybe. Okay. And un, like unbearable to watch. And that's not that long ago. No, it is not that long ago. I remember, because one of my problems with early stand-up and early improv is... You're just trying to get reactions. And improv, mm-hmm. quite honestly, is to su- because it isn't written, it is uh it can be a lot meaner and a lot mm-hmm. more racist and misogynistic because you're just throwing things at the wall. And I saw improv once and it was Sean Conroy and Matt Besser, mm-hmm. maybe. And they had been doing improv for I believe 30 years when I saw them do it. And at no time did I feel unsafe. And it wasn't hilarious all the way through. It was interesting all the way through. But it felt like when someone set, put out a, a, a suggestion, when someone yelled a suggestion of some sort, it was never going to be racist or sexist or, or anything horrible. At the, at the worst, it was just going to be an interesting kind of interaction of what it meant in their life, Right. They yeah. had been doing it long enough that they were like, well, I don't have to, I'm okay with the silence. I'm okay with the interest. I'm okay with the, and so when you first start doing, and granted, these are comic books that were written and published <laughs> and by people who had been yeah. doing it for dozens of years. So 
when you reread something like the bag mom of of the Howard the Duck one, right? The uh, Howard is the thief of bag mom. Is it is it just a lot of like Arab stereotypes and stuff? Um, uh, stereotypes, imagery. It's uh, if I'm not mistaken, this is the one that's kind of an allusion to uh, uh, Arabian Nights. Oh, okay. The classic tale. Yes. Uh, but yeah, they uh, that happens a lot. Um in Howard the Duck and probably, you know, in all comic books just in general from that time period. Right. And that uh, was a Steve Gerber one though, right? That was a that was a Steve Gerber one. Now, Steve Gerber was definitely you know, uh he had a lot of he had a lot of things going on that weren't great. You know, oh, like really? there's is he, is he hard to love? Is is it good that he's dead and you can just like the ones that you like? Yeah, I mean, definitely. He might not even he be dead. Do great I don't on know. Twitter. He is dead. He died in 2008. I cried. I didn't uh, kill him, so I wouldn't know. So. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That seems like you really denied this murder. Um, I did just deny that murder while also admitting I might have killed others. I have not. Uh, there's been no murders. But, uh, but I only know of the people that I killed. So okay, but you haven't <laughs> killed anybody, like you just said. I haven't killed anybody, right? And I would know, though, right? Yeah, but if you had, it wouldn't be Steve Gerber. It would. Well, I, you know, I don't. We were not in the same circles, um. So, <laughs> so you couldn't, you couldn't track him down. No, and I, and I haven't murdered anybody. I didn't know them. So, uh, like, oh. I would have at least, I would have pulled a wallet. You know, I would have rolled the body. I'm not, you know, if you're gonna. If you're going to roll, if, you're, <laughs> if I'm going to murder somebody, I'm also going to, I'm also going to pick up all of the treasure that was on that person. And <laughs> well, so you got to loot. Uh, I mean, if you're not going to loot, then why murder? Right. If, right, if you're going to murder, you got to loot. <laughs> so uh, I, if, if you're going to rape, you got to pillage. What? Uh, don't go viral. Don't go viral. Okay. So what, so what are your favorite, uh, like, is it is it the depiction? It it seems to be that the depiction of Howard the Duck, rather than anything he does, is your favorite it's, thing. It's about more Howard just the, Duck. the fact that like with you know I just I really think it's funny to defend Howard the Duck. First off, <laughs> I really do believe that at my core. It's I know it's it started as a bit, right? I, I know yep. that. Yeah. But now the bit has kind of won, right? Because. <laughs> Like I, I, I genuinely do love the character, but at its core, I just do think Howard the Duck is just a very funny thing to talk about. Um, well, because the years next ago, one, yes, go ahead. No, years go ago. ahead. Go ahead. No, years what? ago, when the meltdown was still open, mm-hmm. and I would go and do the open mic that Kyle used to host. Mm-hmm. Um, Kyle who, Clark is rad. Kyle Clark is rad. Uh, I have not seen him in years, unfortunately. But he, uh, whenever I did get lucky enough to be drawn, I would, it's a, it was a three minute mic. And whenever I got the light, I would stop talking for about five seconds. And then I go, I have about 55 seconds left to talk about Howard the Duck. And then I would kind of just spout <laughs> random facts for the last minute of my set. Um, every time I got up, every single time I got up, I would do this at the meltdown. Because it was funny every seventh time. Every, it was funny none of the times I did it just the for me. The third time, the 11th time, the 22nd time. It was occasionally <laughs> funny. It crushed in my mind every time. <laughs> How about the one where Howard the Duck uh, is in the ring? It's a Steve Gerger one, Gerber one. He's a wrestler, and he, mm-hmm. and he, and he fights uh, a man mountain called the Goat. Did yeah. you ever read that one? I... Probably. I okay, so here's the other thing. I used to work in dispensaries and smoke a ton of weed. Um <laughs> as if it were my job. I, I can't smoked weed. Say, I can't say that I'm shocked. I can't say what? Right, how long how long have you not been smoking weed? It seems like you're coming out of it. About it a like year and real- a half now. It's yeah, been about gonna, a year and a half since I quit smoking weed. It's gonna take a second for yeah. all of those for all those synapses to refire. This we're gonna have you back on. And it's going to be Howard the Duck. Heart duh. And duh. Uh, duh. And uh, duh with the duck. And it might, I say, 
three and a half years from now, we're going to talk Howard the Duck again. And you're going to be like, no, I read them all. I read them all and I'm there. <laughs> you're going to talk faster. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Gerard Dean Peters. I'm Jackie Cation. You're Gerard Dean Peters. It's been an hour, by the way. We have been, been talking great. about Howard the Duck for an hour. And if people want to want to follow you, it's GDP comedy, Gerard Dean Peters comedy uh, on the Instagram. The name of the podcast with Kayla Rosenberg is uh, Fuck, Mary Kill Me Pod. So it's FMK Me Pod. And that's on Instagram. And uh, this will come out in a couple of weeks. Uh, I don't know where you're doing stand up or where you're performing uh, in April, but you could tell people or if you have a website. Um, so this summer, look out because I do uh, basically three shows every summer called Detective Sandwich. Uh, Excellent. It's a, Classically in a backyard in Silver Lake. Um, the lineups Finally. are not set. I have not built a stage yet. Um, I have nothing prepared. Um, but look but forward at, to getting more information on Instagram. <laughs> yes. Probably around the time this comes out, I will have a more accurate thing. But yeah, check out Detective Sandwich. Kayla will probably be on every single one. Uh, and so will my lovely wife, uh, Rena Hunter. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the show. Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?